Ah, smog. Smells like home, huh, Mr. Miyagi? <laughs> Welcome to Karate Kid 3 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 3, three smog-filled minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us today from uh, the depths of the internet, uh, from uh, all the uh, podcast cues. Uh, welcome back, listener Jeff. Huh. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. No problem. So, you listen to Minute by Minute podcasts, uh, you think, every day? As a profession? Oh, yeah, yes. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I get paid as much as you get paid. <laughs> so, let's say, you know, like, we come out like three times a week, right? So, when you open up your queue in the morning, are we first to listen to or don't do don't do this to him (laughs) i'm just saying if we aren't like what are we doing wrong jeff well i tend to do order of uh length i'll do the shorter ones first so all right hey everybody we're gonna be back on wednesday (laughs) (laughs) uh today we're talking about minutes nine through twelve of the karate kid part three they begin with terry wishing his captain a good trip to tahiti and end with Daniel helping Mr. Miyagi pack up his maintenance shed. Um, oh, yeah, that, that was the other thing I wanted to mention, Jeff. Last time you were here for the uh, 50, 50s dance in Karate Kid Part 2, why didn't you uh, pick the dance scene for Part 3? Uh, well, I wanted to go back to Cars since I was in the first Karate Kid. I was here when Daniel got his car. Oh, right, right, right. Nice. Yeah, that's right. You were here with Derek. That's right. Yes. Awesome. And I sort of had a car minute in too, because I had um, Daniel uh, had them getting getting away in her. Oh yeah, they're escaping. Horrible car. <laughs> <laughs> the old rust bucket. Yeah. yeah, I don't even remember what what kind it was. Um, no, but I know what this car is that they've arrived in. This is a 1978 Rolls Royce Camiche. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I uh, I mentioned that last week, right. but. Um, <laughs> Uh, what what's your history with Karate Kid Part Three before we get into the minutes? Uh, well, I watched it for the first time to prepare for the latest season of Cobra Kai, so that I could be introduced oh, yeah? to this this Terry Silver character. What held you up before <laughs> then? Uh, I uh, no interest. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, just I don't know. Never never had gotten. Around. I mean, definitely had not heard that. Like, oh, you you, you definitely got to see Karate Kid Three. <laughs> As nobody other, likes recommending anyone, that before, anyone I, other than anyone other than Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Even you know, I'm kind of like, just put it on, you know. <laughs> you never met a, a Terry Silver fan, obviously. <laughs> I I think I am a Terry Silver fan now, though. So sweet. Oh, nice. But you just cut off all your hair, so you don't you don't even <laughs> can't even do the hair tie thing anymore. No, no. Do you at least do like uh, a, a, a tiny a pill of, of cocaine? Yeah, <laughs> no. No, not a line. It's a, that's a you have to yeah. have just a tiny little ant hill of coke at least. Um, yeah, so that may be like several lines in the morning just to get you going, get uh, you back into feeling yourself. <laughs> Maybe a bubble bath, invite people in to talk, <laughs> plan the day out. I don't know. <laughs> Sit in my sauna with my giant cell phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that. Okay, we'll we'll be talking about that Friday. But <laughs> uh, before we get into today's minutes, uh, we have to wrap up a few questions from last week that I looked up uh, that I felt bad that I 
to have at my fingertips. So I wanted to um, try to answer these. First one was we were talking about the trailers and how did the trailers sell this movie? So I went ahead and uh, watched the original trailer for Karate Kid Part 3. And uh, I'll just I'm just going to read the voiceover. Uh, which kind of plays over a lot of scenes throughout the movie. Uh, and it says, the time has come when a student must question, when a teacher must let go, when a conspiracy is planned, when a trap is set. Now the man must make a choice, and the kid must become a man. Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, a John G. Avildsen film, The Karate Kid Part 3. So, I, I think I get a job as a trailer guy. By the way, I think I did that pretty. I, I, you guys didn't all jump to your feet, but uh, <laughs> I jumped to my silence. feet, but I didn't applaud. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was it like in horror, or you just wanted to get away as quick as possible? <laughs> I was deciding if I wanted to run away or not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were kind of like wondering, like. Um, you know, it came in his first week, I think, was we said it was like in uh, third place or something. And then it went down to seven and then dropped right off. Um, the country was in the grips of bat fever. So how did the Karate Kid Part 3 stand out? It uh, it it, it just kind of shows like a bunch of scenes of Terry Silver, Mike Barnes, Crease. It doesn't like hype up like Daniel's facing his biggest challenge yet. <laughs> you know, like an evil supervillain. Um, no emphasis you, uh, on the tree. You see the tree. I, this, yeah, this this movie has a lot to do with the tree. We'll get to the tree. But the trailer. Uh, no, nah. there is a cool thing where you see the silhouettes of Daniel and Miyagi doing kata in front of like a sun. Uh, it was kind of made specially for the trailer. Hmm. Um, but nothing else really stands out, you know. It doesn't really get too specific about – really, it's, it is one of those 80s trailers that shows, like, the entire movie. <laughs> it's just pretty annoying. It's like you could at first, like, um, uh, watch it and, and and maybe have some sort of mystery of who this Harry Silver guy is. Is he a friend or a foe? But then they literally, like, show, like, tournament scenes and Terry coaching the other guy. <laughs> so, Yeah. What is cool, though, I didn't do this for this week, but maybe I'll start pulling it out for uh, uh, following weeks if I see anything that kind of stands up. The novelization does do the entire story uh, without any – without giving away that Terry Silver's a bad guy. Uh, that, so is it a first-person perspective narration? I'm not sure if it's first-person, but I do remember it's – Daniel, it, we don't learn that th this guy that's coming to help Daniel is the bad guy until the end when the big reveal happens. Hmm. So, so they doesn't have him with Chris then? I don't think so. I didn't. I didn't read it, but the, the stuff I've read from it, yeah. But then again, we're dealing with my memory, so it could be completely false. Uh, I, I'll, I'll <laughs> look at it for next week. Um, we were also trying to nail down the Crease and Terry timeline. Uh, which is we you know uh, 68 he's in Nam 69 he and Terry uh, Chris and Terry are uh, POWs this is all stuff from Cobra Kai and then 
the photo we keep seeing throughout the movies of Kreese in the army gear is him as as a U.S. Army uh, karate champion. And those dates are 1970, 1972. Uh, The question was about the other Cobra Kai flashback when uh, Kreese and Terry got their tattoos. Um, That's got to be after everything, right? Yeah, yeah. I had to do some detective work because the scene doesn't, unlike the other scenes, it doesn't actually have a year. Oh. Um, but the one giveaway in that scene is that Kreese shows Terry the flyer for the All Valley, in particular the seventh annual All Valley. All Valley. Oh yeah. Um, now in Cobra Kai, the fiftieth annual All Valley was in 2018. Hmm. Um, so counting backwards. Since the annual distinction really only came about with Cobra Kai, it never came out through the movies like this is the whatever annual. Like, if you count back from 50, uh, this movie is uh, takes place in 1985. So this one in this movie is the 17th. And, of course, since there's only a year between <laughs> the first Karate Kid tournament and the third Karate Kid tournament, the 84 tournament is uh, the 16th. So right. – uh, math points out that the seventh annual takes place in 1975, and so does that tattoo scene, right? Okay, so it is so it, later than the other. It's it's later than the picture, which is uh, he shows he was the champion until 1972. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so they came back for three years. They were, yeah, yeah. And also in that scene, it's implied that Cobra Kai just opened. So hmm. really, Cobra Kai's reign is only for 10 years, 75 to 85. <laughs> hmm. And then it's spoilers, you know, shut down until Johnny reopens it in 2018. Hmm. Um, oh, the other thing, uh, Terry says in the flashback that he can't run the dojo with Crease. even mentions that he's going to pay his half of the rent. And it looks like. That inheritance kicked in. He bought the bought the dojo, but strangely, according to this movie, he kept charging Kreese rent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not paying half. I bought the building. You pay the whole rent now. <laughs> what a predatory uh, jerk. And Madden, I, you know, I don't want to give it away. Uh, well, I, I guess I will give it away from Friday's Minute. Maddeningly uh, – the tattoo that uh, Terry gets in Cobra Kai in the flashback, you can't see in the in the sauna scene. Uh, I don't think there's any other scenes where he has his shirt off. Right, that's a big uh, that's a big glaring uh, uh, <laughs> continuity error then. Right. Uh, or just you know you don't see the tattoo, so the co- people behind Cobra Kai can be like, well, it was there the entire time, you know. <laughs> you just didn't see it in the movie. Because there, you didn't see that part of his body in the movie. Oh, you're saying you can't see that part of his body in, in those scenes? Right. Right. Oh, okay. I maybe that's shirt, why. I thought he was shirtless, and you should be able to see, like, a little bit of his side, I thought, maybe. He's, he's like, sh- shirtless, but he's got, like, a towel around okay. his waist and, like, a like a towel over its, his shoulders, I believe. True. Yeah. Um. So the other thing is... Uh, there's taglines, uh, and I just want to mention those before we got too far. Uh, the first one is, this time, he has to choose. <laughs> Which is, a, like, again, selling the movie. Uh, what? Who has, has to choose? choose? <laughs> Who has to choose what? Who has to choose? <laughs> what, what are they, what is, what's the choice? Uh, the second one is, is I think, is better. Uh, it's, first it was teacher to student, then it was father to son, now it's man to man. So, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. 
Now he has to choose. Growing grotty. Smoking or non? (laughs) Right, right. All right, so these minutes. You know, we start them where we left off on Friday with our good friend Terry Silver dropping John Kreese off at LAX, uh, and he salutes him, and, uh, you know, Kreese salutes back and says, have a good trip, Captain. And then uh, I love the little evil cackle that Terry lets off. Like, he's got some villainy to get going on, so uh, – and he's <laughs> super excited about it. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> I wonder if he was just bored and needed a fun project, and that's why he's so invested in this. <laughs> <laughs> Got to find a way to dump toxic waste on them if you can. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I killed two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, – yeah, the other thing I noticed that, that how smiley Crease is heading into the airport and and away from most of the movie, <laughs> like he's just so looking forward to that massage under the under a Tahitian moon. I'm off to do my pilot. <laughs> oh well, yeah, he's going on vacation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's true. Uh, I'd probably be smiling. Well, I don't know. I'd be smiling as soon as the plane lifted off. Like, all right, we got done with that part. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, funny enough, as Kreese is walking in, Daniel and Mr. Miyagi are walking out. And, yeah, at 9 minutes, 21 seconds, we finally see the stars of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they should have dropped the uh, the title credits right here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, looking for some continuity. I mean, Daniel has a uh, new gift bag that he has. Um, and he also it looks like he stole Ichiru's guitar. <laughs> what? Drum part. He's got a he's got a shamisen uh, strapped over his back. Oh. Okay, I, I was looking into that a lot, and I was trying to figure out if it was a shamisen or a sanshin. But maybe you guys talked about oh. that last, last movie. Uh, yeah, the last time I looked it up, it said it, I, the the picture that looked the closest to what Ichiru had was a shamisen. But you know, I am no expert in the least. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I just did, you know, Wikipedia. It does say this, the Sanchin looks like it too, and that is actually um, from Okinawa. So ah, uh, maybe it's that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're both carrying the same luggage from Part Two, and it seems that Daniel's had a growth spurt over the summer. <laughs> really? Yeah. Isn't he already Isn't fully grown in Part Two? Are you? Oh, you're talking about wider. Well, older, I'd say. <laughs> Gets you. Critical about his weight, but his weight does fluctuate throughout the movie. Well, that's uh, the only that's the only change I really notice. Uh, I didn't notice him get taller. I don't know Did about he get taller. Okay, maybe, maybe just I just think he he looks like he's aged. I, I'm not. I mean, maybe Mr. Yagi is shrinking. Old people do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Uh, so I love this ah smog, and. Uh, yeah, if you want to go back to our first season, uh, you can find out more info about California Smog. I didn't look up any more <laughs> about it. Yeah, he um, says it smells like home, which he already thinks of this as his home. He's he's lived here for one school year, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I suppose, you know, you win a championship and you're like <laughs> a, a local hero. You're like, all right, I guess I'll this will be my home. <laughs> Everybody I, likes me here. I don't hate this place. <laughs> yeah. I understand the rules. What if I put billboards up with my face everywhere, though? <laughs> Make it even more homely. Um, oh, yeah. So so he says that he's basically 
uh, told Lucille the wrong information to kind of come home early and surprise her. And I'm wondering, she's like, he's like, um, she loves surprises. I wonder, do you think Lucille loves surprises? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Pro- I mean, he knows her better than we do. <laughs> yeah. What would make you think she do- she doesn't like surprises? I don't like. Uh, she does seem did seem to react during Karate Kid one uh, to new events in Daniel's life that were. Well, I suppose she likes positive surprises. I was just thinking of the negative surprises that, you know, like the black guy and, you know, finding out about uh, the tournament. Of course, those were like deleted scenes, but yeah, she wasn't very happy about that. Um, <laughs> the other thing I thought of that we a, a bit of a, a promotional material that we did not jump on. We should have during our Karate Kid one uh, minute was that Daniel's there, sitting there with a with a, a box of Minute Made, and we didn't turn that into some sort of logo. <laughs> Karate Kid Minute Made, that could have been shirts. We could have sold tons of those. <laughs> yes, we could have done that. All right. Sorry, I just got on a straight thought here. Um, <laughs> so, have you ever yeah. made merch for any of your podcasts? No. I'm just, uh, you know, I don't have confidence that people would buy things for me. So I just, I've released free podcasts and uh, I don't sell any merch. <laughs> Jeff, would you walk around with a Karate Kid Minute shirt? Sure. <laughs> nice. It's nice of you to lie. <laughs> well, I, I have, I have Lilo Minute shirts. I have, I have a few of them. Yeah, yeah. We could do something that's modeled on the Cobra Kai t-shirts that the, that uh, Snake passes out at the end of this movie. The yellow <laughs> Yellow Cobra Kai shirts, really ugly shirts. Um, okay, so he says uh, Miyagi's like, you know, we're gonna take the taxi back to the apartment, and um, and then Miyagi's gonna go back to work. So I, I love it. It's just like everything's going back to normal, back to Karate Kid one, and and also, you know, as a plus, Daniel's gonna go to college, and Miyagi's finally gonna fix that pool. Finally, uh, finally. <laughs> so we we cut to uh, three familiar palm trees, the ones that we see over uh, the South Seas and construction workers we see on top of the building. They're just kind of tossing pieces of the roof down to the front. There's garbage everywhere, it seems. Um, so do, you know also... ac- do you know what was actually happening here at the time? Were they renovating it for real? <laughs> to me, it's like I think the building looks immaculate. It looks really uh, – I think it looks even better than it did in one uh, it, it looked like he had a recent paint job, but uh, the only thing that looks terrible is all the garbage everywhere. Like, so I assume that's just all stuff they brought in to make it look like the building was being renovated. Or are they really um, ripping the the shingles off? Or are they? <laughs> yeah. Are those just like prop shingles? I think they're prop shingles to me, because we don't go inside. If we went inside the South Seas and they did more. Like they showed a lot of apartments being gutted out or whatever, garbage all over the place in there, maybe. I don't know. But I think the I think Avildsen was just like, eh, we'll do the front, you know, just pile a bunch of garbage around and and we can sell it. And even, you know, they pasted up a uh uh Reseda Hills condominium sign, mm-hmm. which isn't a fake is a fake business. Um and yeah, I even saw like a, a small uh stove that they that, that was placed out there. <laughs> uh, we also hear a radio blaring, uh, and 
the the scene kind of starts by them saying like it's the DJ going 106 Los Angeles crank it up and I looked it up and that was uh, Magic 106 which at this time played adult contemporary music and uh, and the following year it was rebranded to Power 106 and became a hip hop station and is still playing hip hop to this day hmm. so and so yeah this adult contemporary uh, easy listening station is playing. Um, uh, Summer in the City, uh, a cover of it by the Pointer Sisters. <laughs> and uh, it's a cover of the Loving Spoonful song. And uh, and it looks like the Pointer Sisters, you know, pretty big at the time, or at least probably on the waning end of uh, their 80s popularity. Were they, um, were they like a, an older band than the 80s? Or was the 80s their time? I remember them being big in the 80s, but okay, because um, like yeah, that, I'm not too sure. Sounds like a like a 50s or 60s band name. <laughs> <laughs> the Pointer Sisters, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it looks like they've been active. They had been active since uh, 1970. Okay, but I mean, they had hits earlier in the 80s uh, with uh, "I'm So Excited." Jump for my love. They had the Neutron Dance for Beverly Hills Cop Part Two, that soundtrack. <laughs> and for this, they re-recorded the Love and Spoonful Summer in the City, and I think it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it is awful. I listened to the song, pulled it out, you know, from the soundtrack. They they recorded it just for the soundtrack, and uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's just so, like, why? It, it, like, if you're gonna improve, try to try to cover something, maybe do something different but it had a lot of like those 80 electronic sample sounds like <laughs> that kind of stuff yeah. <laughs> it's just really it. cheesy mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right uh so yeah out in front actually if you see in the wide shot we can even see a little tiny mrs milo <laughs> sitting there holding her dog um and i'm so uh, glad they brought her back continuity yeah yeah yeah, yeah we have uh it's funny we had Milosh, the the butler last week, mm-hmm. and uh, and now we have Mrs. Milo, um, and holding her dog. She's got her dog there again. It's a I think it's a different dog, but um, is it the same kind of same breed at least? They look like they have the same kind of coloring, but I think this dog is smaller. Uh, she shrunk her dog in the dryer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Daniel got uh, older, and the dog got smaller. Strange (laughs) things happen in here. Um, But I I love that uh, uh, she's like, what are you two clowns doing in my cab? And uh, I just wanted to say right back to her, if they were clowns, there would be more of them coming out of that cab, I would think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) But yeah, she's real confused. Karate clown. (laughs) Karate clown. She uh, uh, she she ordered a cab, um, and one shows up, but then they step out of it, and uh, she says she's got a message for Daniel's mo- from Daniel's mother, but then starts to talk to Miyagi about like, didn't I tell you he was gonna shut the place down, that bum? Um, and yeah, I just thought it's pretty crazy that the owner of the South Seas would sell it to the Reseda Hills condominiums and just evict everyone. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's what happened. I I'm so confused by this scene. I D- Daniel had no idea about this. 
Apparently. Right. I, no. Uh, it is very confusing because, yeah, that, we only go on her information that the bum sold the place. Um, and I'm sure Miyagi had to contact the owner to say he's going to be going to Okinawa. And I didn't, you know, I was also confused. Like, did he lose his job at that point? Or, and, and he's coming back? Um, or did he say, I'm going to be gone a week and then ended up staying the entire summer? And, like, he's here to ask for his job back. But, Only cell um, phones existed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then again, like, I, you know, we see he's got a lot of stuff to pack up from his shed later. And, like, so who was, like, who was the maintenance guy for the South Seas? Was there one? He was the fix-it guy. He's um, not the maintenance guy? Well, he's the fix-it guy, according to Lucille in the first movie. <laughs> Which oh, right. I assume is maintenance as well. I don't know. You Does a guy that goes and cleans, uh, fixes faucets also have to, like, kind of sweep stuff up? For sure. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, if he was replaced, did the pool get fixed? Just so you know, uh, uh, Listeners, we spent all last movie dwelling on Miyagi abandoning everyone he loved and hurting his family and Yukie. Now we're back. We're back the first season. Miyagi's main failure in life is not fixing the pool. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to worry about the immorality of uh, leaving, uh, abandoning everyone. Now we just <laughs> have to worry about that pool. Now we don't anymore, actually, because they're, they're I mean, leaving. But Yeah, maybe Rashida Hill's condominiums just got rid of the pool. <laughs> yeah. Is a, is a real... Is a real will they won't they with that pool? <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, it's also funny that Lucille left a message with Mrs. Milo, a lady clearly losing her mind, and uh, also being evicted too. Like they almost missed her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because Lucille wasn't even expecting Daniel to come back till the next day, and Mrs. Milo was leaving today. Like, um, and I thought, like, wouldn't it be better if? Uh, like, what if she left a note at the at Miyagi's house or somewhere? Yeah. And we find out later in the conversation she knows about Kumiko, so they did talk over the summer on the phone. So why why weren't why didn't she call them? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I guess this um, all happened just as they were they boarded the plane. Well, this will be great. <laughs> Daniel likes surprises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like, they both think they each like surprises and they both don't. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe that's something they inherit from each other. Oh, that would have been very cool if Daniel was like, oh, good one, Ma. <laughs> 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 Almost got me. Um, but the message is uh, what I love that Mrs. Milo has already forgotten that she said there was a message. But uh, she said, uh, call her collect at your Uncle Louis. So. In part one, Louis uh, was mentioned uh, two ways, whether Mrs. Milo knew him because she's from the same town, and also that Lucille said Mrs. Milo reminded her of Uncle Louis, you know, probably because of the accent, and uh, I guess because she smoked as well. <laughs> she's old and she smokes. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I also had this great theory that maybe the first way that Terry Silver was going to make Daniel and Miyagi suffer was to get them evicted and fired from the South Seas. <laughs> but uh, he just made the promise to Kreese, so maybe not. <laughs> that would have been, uh, at that time, that would have been a fun thing for them to put in for him. Yeah. Say, oh, too bad, Daniel. I bought the South Seas. Where mm-hmm. are you going to live? Oh, Miyagi, you're out of a job. <laughs> um, 
so in the next scene, we watch uh, a phone call between Miyagi um, and uh, Lucille uh, in Miyagi's maintenance shed. We have Lucille attending to sick Uncle Louie. And uh, the the maintenance shed looks like it did in the first movie. Um, yeah, you don't know if it's been rebuilt or if it's a, somehow <laughs> the same set years and years later. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have those behind the scenes notes on that particular thing. Because, yeah, they had to build a room onto the existing South Seas. But, like, this is so short. I'm assuming they just rebuilt it as a set and then shot there. I guess it's not a huge, like, uh, elaborate set. It's pretty basic. <laughs> right. Um, oh, uh, had some trivia last week. I got one trivia question for you, both of you guys uh, this week. Um where is Lucille calling from specifically? I mean, not specifically, because we know it's Uncle Louie's house. Yeah, but the, wasn't he still in New Jersey? Yep. So but where in New Jersey? New Jersey? Um, where did they come from? Newark. They did come from Newark, but they didn't. They, but Louie's not from Newark. I can't remember. <laughs> remember the conversation that Daniel had with uh, uh, Mrs. Milo in the first movie? Where uh, I remember they like, had one, but where's he from? And he's like, he says, Parsifany. Right. Parsifany? Nah, never met him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Lu- Lucille is in Parsifany. Um, so, uh, an early draft of Cayman script, uh, Lucille was completely uh, excluded from the story. It was, it was actually Ralph Macchio's idea to bring her back in for just one scene to kind of explain her absence. Thank you, Ralph. Yay. Always love Randy, Randy Heller. Um, and yeah, Lucille let her hair grow out a bit since we last saw her. What, and, what uh, Or what she's been doing in the meantime as an actress, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Professionals would know this stuff, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll have to save that for the next time we see Lucille. I'll look that up. Wink. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, um, why does Lucille need to take care of Uncle Louie? Because uh, Cousin Louie doesn't want to? Would Cousin, yeah, Louis, it, would cousin, cousin Louie be too young at this point, I wonder? I assume he's at least the same age as Daniel. I, I, I t- took it from Cobra Kai that he might be a little younger. Yeah, I, think, I thought he was like t- at least 10 years younger than Daniel, I thought. But, like just, mm. just from looking at him, but maybe not. Yeah, I, I just kind of figured in my math, like, he might be 18, but, man, it'd be even worse if he was 10 years younger. He'd be, like, 8 years old. Mm. So, therefore, like, like is Uncle Louie married? You know, who's, who's okay. where's his wife? Not that we know of. He, so, he has a kid. He doesn't have a wife. Is it out of wedlock? <laughs> Maybe. Cousin Louie is a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Did she just have the baby and drop it on Uncle Louie's doorstep? <laughs> also, uh, we find out from Lucille that C- Uncle Louie is 70 years old. So well, if so, he must have had a kid with uh, a young lady, whoever, a young lady when she, when he was like 60. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, 62 or so. Wow. Also, you're gross. 
<laughs> yeah. So and also, so it's like okay. So that that was my question. I was like, where's his wife? Why isn't his wife, ta- you know, taking care of him? Why does why does Lucy also like? Lucille, I assume, is a LaRusso by marriage. So why is she taking care of her dead husband's brother? He <laughs> lives on the other side of the country. She well, is his died. is his name Louis LaRusso? Oh boy. Well, cousin Louis is Louis LaRusso. Is he? Yeah. I I, I don't remember ever hearing his last name. Hmm. Maybe that's just something we kind of filled in the blanks. Well, then it's all in question. Then I don't know. <laughs> I have just real questions about that. Why is it? Why is Lucille the one that has to come all the way back to New Jersey to take care of this guy? Mm-hmm. And like, and apparently he's got nobody else. I don't. I don't know about the um, validity of this, but the the Karate Kid wiki says he's Louis Larusso Jr. So oh, okay, cousin. There you go. Yeah. Yep. And you know, and he does say. Uh, Daniel does say in Karate Kid Part One, my 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 uncle Uncle Louis Louis Larusso. So, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, and they also um, <laughs> so when uh Daniel and uh Lucille get on the phone, you know, or, or Miyagi even, um, they don't even talk about the fact that they've been evicted. So did she come across the country while Daniel was away and then get evicted? Like, where are all of Daniel's things? Where's his <laughs> stupid bike? <laughs> um, so, yeah, my train of thought here in my notes, I, I thought maybe she got evicted. She packed all her things. She quit her job and decided to go back to Jersey since her son was only coming home and then going off to college. And maybe she just kind of assumed that he'd want to stay with Mr. Miyagi. So I assumed Daniel was going to a community college. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> and also, some... are, are we assuming that Louis dies? I mean, he's seventy with emphysema. I don't know. <laughs> he's he's looking pretty rough, and Lucille isn't exactly the most att- attentive nurse. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got that giant bell. I mean, she could be two states away. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, maybe that's why Lucille came. She heard that. Be- she heard that bell. She was like, "What?" <laughs> Yeah, I could, I that's all I could focus on in this part. <laughs> uh, I like when Miyagi hands the phone to Lucille and says, nice mama. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, she is a nice mama. I always like seeing Lucille. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, Daniel and Lucille talk, and I I love the Lucille's pronun- pronunciation of Kumiko. <laughs> Kumiko. Yeah, um, that's the... Um, common thing for English speakers to put the enunci- enunciate the wrong part of a Japanese word. Yeah, and so we get from this conversation, it looks like Daniel and Kumiko had like a nice summer romance, and then Daniel had to come back home for college, and and Kumiko was actually planning on coming here because she's asking about it, because Lucille's asking about it, but then decided not to come to America when she got a job with a dance company in Tokyo. So like. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The other thing I wrote down, Mr. College Man, such a such a Lucille thing to say. Mr. College Man. <laughs> Boy, she got um, disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till we hear that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, and I love that she's, he. you know, he's ta- talking about how sad he is and he's like, you know, I'll survive. 
and she pumps him right up. You're going to do more than survive, which I think, again, nice mama. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, she says Uncle Louis says hi while he's just dying in the background trying to get her attention. <laughs> he's not saying hi. He's saying help me. <laughs> I might need to be intubated. <laughs> uh, Louis is played by Joe Perry. Uh, no, not the lead, lead oh, wow. guitarist for Aerosmith. <laughs> uh, Joseph V. Perry, uh, who has a career of basically playing guest spots on TV shows since the 1950s. He died in 2000 uh, from diabetes, not, not emphysema. So, And yeah, the, that – I mean, do you guys have anything else to say about the phone conversation that they had? It's just good to see Randy. Yep. I'm glad it was she included. Was yeah. Yeah, I mean, between you don't want to see like, oh, your your uh, apartment is just being torn down or whatever, and we never talk to your mom again. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, and I don't know, the, in Cobra Kai, is, is she living in California? Like, is, it doesn't didn't they say something like she lives in Fresno or something now? Or maybe I, I don't remember. I'm like, I don't know. for some reason, I <laughs> for some reason I assumed she was back in Jersey, but I, that's probably wrong. Like, she visits so infrequently in the show, like, once a season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that, uh, I uh, mean, Amanda might not, far away. she just might not be welcome because of Amanda. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Daniel grabs a tree and brings it out to Miyagi's truck and says he's going to go back in for the little maple. That's still in there. And Miyagi says, no. And, uh, yeah, why is Miyagi leaving the little maple behind? Uh, we won't find out until Wednesday, so uh, we should wrap up for the day. Uh, I mean, it, it looked like let's... it was dead to me, but I guess we'll find out. <laughs> uh, yeah, you might be. I'm shunning that little maple. It's not growing for me. Uh, you know, and who's been taking care of these trees for this entire summer? I have no idea. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for uh, joining us, Jeff. You want to come oh. back on Wednesday for three more? Oh, yeah, definitely. Three definitely, definitely. Got to get into this. Nice. Uh, do you have any plugs for us? Uh, uh, just go to moviesbyminutes.com and uh, listen to all the minute, Movie by Minute shows, just like I did. But awesome. listen to Karate Kid Minute first. Well, unless it's, you know, there's other ones that are shorter, and then you can listen <laughs> to those. Like, I think today might we might be just in front of Bat Minute, but, you know, not too too much far. Um, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh and that's it for us. Thank you, Matt. Uh, and until next time. No problem. Pleasure. Bye-bye.